Frank and Nick back here with you. Episode number five of the Spread Option Podcast. And we have our very first and a very special guest. It is the host of the B Fox and B Frank show, Mr. Brian Fox. Fox, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. It was not a great week for me personally last week. Uh, first loser of the season. And, you know, they're, they're always going to come. But, uh, you know, wrong side of the Auburn LSU game. Wrong side of the Boise State-Oklahoma State game. Wrong side of Notre Dame-Vanderbilt, which was a game that I was at, and that was something else. And uh, to, to top it all off, my North Texas pick that I that I so loved, they blew out Arkansas, but they didn't win by enough to, to make it happen. However, my lock of the week did hit. Nick, how was your week last week? Uh, it was a bloodbath out there, folks. Uh not the uh, not the best week. Um, I learned the hard way on a. Uh, I had some sweetheart teasers going um, on Bovada, no free ads, but um, I had. If you guys may recall, I had the Saints um, at home against the Browns. I had the Patriots on the road. I hesitated to bet the Patriots on the road, so it went from having them plus twelve to plus eleven, which really cost me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some college games in there. One of my teasers had Nebraska, so that ruined it. And then in the NFL, I had like a Philly, Green Bay, New Orleans, and New England one. And I that one should have hit, but I did a 13-point sweetheart teaser. And unfortunately, the Patriots hit right at plus 11. And if you push in a sweetheart teaser on Bavada, it counts as a loss. So the Patriots could not cover plus 11 fully. Um, so – Pretty rough. Um, yeah, the and fine then, print kills you. The fine print kills you. Auburn didn't do so hot. Um, all, honestly, the whole – I mean, the teasers and stuff were all good. It's just the Patriots really dropped the ball. It was the yep. Patriots – I pretty much was confident that without Leonard Fournette that New England was going um, to – Cover 11, right? Cover 11 without Leonard Fournette. But, man, the boat looked pretty good. So, um, that's gambling. So, you know, we said we were going to be honest. And, yeah, it wasn't a good week. But – uh you know, that's why God made week four, right? So Exactly. Now, Fox, for the folks at home, are you live bullets? Uh, yes. Always. <laughs> um, I mean, you did uh, bet the Kansas Rutgers game. Yeah, I, I was just saying before I came on, listen to your show last week uh, just to see what to expect. And one of the first things I heard was you guys roasting me for that bet. Uh you won it though. That's all. It was, yeah, just intuitive um, matchup of the century. But yeah, pretty rough week for me overall. Had some bad beats. Uh, Ohio State. Yep. Minus minus twelve and a half. Uh, that really <laughs> hurt. But fighting Cocho's got the win. Took the uh, the under in that too. Honestly, like my saving grace this year has been betting like on Indiana football games. Got. Uh, the win on the spread and the under last week, 4-0 on the season. Um, preview for my lock of the week later. but Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, overall not the best week, but we're going to we're gonna flip the script this week. And, exactly. well, my one pick last week that I threw out there was I said I was doing all these teasers was I said, take BYU plus 22.5, push them to plus 35.5. Little did yeah. I know, I, <laughs> should have just smashed the money line. The money yeah. line. What would that have paid out? I don't even know what that was. What was it? I didn't even know. Something leave. decent. 
Something yeah. decent, that's for sure. We have just a pair of ranked matchups this week coming in. Uh, we'll hit those very quickly, and then we'll run through the cards. First, we'll go Stanford and Oregon. Seven Stanford at Oregon. The Cardinal favored by two and a half points as of now. Um, it's It's been a weird year for Stanford. The defense has looked good. The offense has looked inconsistent, but there are so many weapons when you consider Arcega Whiteside and Bryce Love. Oregon has beaten some nobodies, essentially, and Justin Herbert is their their key to their offense, their whole team. Will they be able to turn this into a track meet, or will Stanford dictate the pace of play? Fox, I'm going to lead you off. Where are you going with this one? Why do you like it? Uh, so I actually got the line at one and a half, and I am hammering that for Stanford. Um, like you said, Oregon has played absolutely nobody, and they haven't looked that great doing it. And you can make the argument that it's hard to get motivated for playing, you know, St. Mary's School for the Blind or whoever they've been playing. But exactly at at a certain point, you know, two or three games into the season, you have to start getting up to, you know, game speed. And if Stanford's the first time where they really have to you know, show me something spectacular. I'm having a pretty hard time seeing that, even if it's at home. I think Bryce Love's finally going to have that breakout game we've been waiting for him to have this year. And, I mean, I think Stanford wins this by at least a touchdown. Nick, where are you at with this one? I'm the same way. I'm not necessarily going to hammer it like Fox is going to, but um, I definitely agree with the sentiment about um, Bryce Love breaking out. This is his time. Um, I, I think Stanford with the run game on the road, it's going to be able to control the clock. Um, you know, they've got a good defense. They're going to probably give Herbert his first little bit of adversity to start the year. You know, home dogs are always, a uh, something that catches your eye. And it's, I, I honestly think it's a pretty even game, but I think Bryce Love and controlling the ground game is going to be the difference. So, uh, with a spread that low, um, uh, might as well just take the, take the spread and hope for the best. Uh, I, I, th- I don't. You know, I would take the even money or damn near even money spread than even that uh, Stanford minus 130. So I'd take a minus two and hope they win by a field goal. Yep, I got him at minus two. I love that bet. I don't believe in Oregon. I think Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, but I also think Stanford's defense will make the plays and Bryce Love will have that breakout game that we've been waiting for. Something about Outson Stadium that lets running backs or speed players run free, and that's exactly what I expect to see from Bryce Love this weekend. The other ranked matchup, Jimbo Fisher's 22nd-ranked Texas A&M Aggies headed to Tuscaloosa to take on Saban. 3-0 and Alabama, and holy shit, do they look good. 26-point favorites in this one. Nick, do they cover the spread, or are you taking the points? No, they're covering. No doubt in my mind. Um, I think uh, – yeah, that defense is unbelievable, and Tua is absolutely rolling right now. Um, Damian Harris looks unbelievable in that backfield. Um, you know, I think Clemson kind of fell asleep at the wheel a little bit when they played them, and I don't think Saban's going to let uh, let them have any mental lapses. Um, they just look like so much better than everybody else. It's um, it's unbelievable, and uh, I think it's the same reason I you know I took Alabama against Louisville so big. I I think – I know he'll never admit, but these are the kind of games where I think Saban just wants to embarrass Jimbo. I really think he – if they can, they want to win this game. Like, I, I, I think they cover it by a little bit. I'll go like – I'll go like 
40 I'll go like 50 to 14 or something I think they cover it by a, a little bit but yeah 26 is a big spread but I mean they look so good right now that I don't Texas A&M on the road is completely different than playing at Kyle Field so give me, give me Damian Harris and Tua and give me that defense and a little bit of a rivalry with uh Saban and Jimbo or something so let's go with that 100% Fox are you with them here I'm not. I'm taking the points here. Uh, wow. not, not as confident as my other pick. I think pretty much any team other than Alabama, this would be just a straight preposterous line um, that they're getting this many points. Even with Alabama, I was kind of expecting, you know, maybe this would be around 15 or so. 26 is a lot, even at home, even for Alabama. I, I just see them winning by maybe something like three touchdowns, but not covering the spread. Yeah, I am going to take Alabama, but I'm doing so begrudgingly because I feel like this is a game where A&M can score that late garbage time touchdown and break, you know, break the 26 points. We talked about it on the B Fox and B Frank show before. This feels like A&M has great I mean, they've greatly exceeded expectations thus far. Let's let's put that out there plain and simple. It feels, though, that they are now in a place where they should be playing with free money. Expectations have quickly risen, and it's kind of like the issue they had with Kevin Sumlin, where all of a sudden they're expected to compete in these big games. And I feel like this could be the early season fall flat for them and kind of reset everything. I was literally just going to say this is the Kevin Sumlin start the season 4-0, play Bama, you're feeling good, and you lose by 50 points. Exactly. Um, this line already moved. It started at 23 and a half, and it's already gone up two and a half, three points. So the public's in on Bama. I mean, I, I mean, why Not wouldn't good. they be? Why wouldn't they be, though? I mean, Alabama, it, these stupid-ass debates are starting about them playing NFL teams and stuff and possibly winning. But, I mean, seriously, though, the way they looked against Louisville and Ole Miss, I mean, that was a – they go down 7 nothing, and then all of a sudden they're up by, like, what, seven touchdowns at halftime? It was fucking ridiculous. It was it was ridiculous. So yeah, it's uh, I mean that's that's Alabama this year. They they have to uh, they have a quarterback. Uh, I mean Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I've been a huge fan of his. I think he's still one of the great college quarterbacks. But there's a difference between a guy that can go out there score at will and a guy that protects the ball, runs the offense. Also, Jerry Judy is nasty. Yes, he's he's very good. <laughs> he's really good. So. Those are the two ranked matchups. Fox, let's have you go through a little bit of your card. We'll see if we've got any overlap here. We'll run to Nick, and then uh, I'll run through mine. I've got a hefty card this week, so I will be happy to bring up the rear. I was going to say, I've got, I've got a lot on here. Um, Love it. I'm going to start with the uh, – I have a trio of, of locks, but I don't want to make Indiana <laughs> or an under my actual lock. So my for sure lock of the week, Buffalo – Minus five at Rutgers. Buffalo Love already it. has two transitive yep. Big Ten wins over Eastern Michigan and Temple. Um, Rutgers just lost by roughly one million points to Kansas. Um, <laughs> Indiana taking five and a half at home against Michigan State. Ooh, this is this is the year Indiana beats a uh, a ranked team that doesn't suck or at least covers. Um, pretty much do every year against Michigan State anyway, um, and then. My other pretty much lock, Notre Dame Unders, are the new pretty much weekly lock. They're getting uh, 60 and a half. So I got the over-under at for Notre Dame Wake, taking the under there. Um, also taking the points, FIU at Miami, 26 and a half. 
Um, I mean, FIU looked decent against Indiana, and I'm biased, and Miami just looks like they can't even score 30 points um, when they played LSU, Toledo notwithstanding. Uh, so I'm loving that. Virginia at home getting four and a half against Louisville. And then I got a couple overs bringing up the rear. Uh, BC, Purdue. BC can score now. Purdue can only score. They AJ Dillon's really trash. good. Uh, yeah. I mean, Steve Adazio finally has some some guys who are dudes. So yeah. BC is back. Um, and then Georgia, Mizzou over 64 and a half. Honestly, Georgia, the way that they've been humming, the, the law firm in the backfield, they could probably cover that by themselves. But Drew Locke is also a pretty phenomenal quarterback at Missouri. Why they have decent expectations this year. Um, so, I mean, I think both teams break 30 points easily and, and crush that over. I, I'm actually on Georgia in that one. I've got yep. Georgia minus hit on Notre Dame. That's my lock of the week. The under 60. I don't know how this line is at 60 points. Vegas must have known that Ian Book was going to start. That's the rumblings I've heard read on Twitter. Even if he is starting, I don't see him turning this offense into a 48-point juggernaut. Wake Forest is notorious for shitty offense. Notorious. And great defense. Yeah, getting uh, getting Kendall Hinton back this week is Wake Forest. And I guess the linemakers were probably looking at the BC game last week, which surprisingly turned into a bit of a shootout. But, yeah, right. I mean – Ian Book's great at handing off for touchdowns, but I don't think putting him in the lineup is going to tip the offensive scales that much. And Notre Dame's defense has been solid. I really don't think Lake Forest is going to do exceptionally well on that side of the ball to hit the over. I'm with you. Nick, what are some of the games you've got? Um, you got to be a real degenerate to bet on this game, but um, one game that's catching my eye, so to speak, is – Florida State, NIU, the Orange Bowl rematch. Oh, I love that game. Of Chandler Harnish, the ghosts of, e, of EJ Manuel and Chandler Harnish are uh, going to be alive and well. Um, two one and two squads, two of the most inept offenses we've seen in the country. Um, NIU was absolute trash at Iowa on offense. They got like spotted great field position a lot in that game, couldn't do anything with it. I believe Florida State has about 10 points through two weeks. Um, I think they scored Not seven. good, yeah. yeah. They looked really good against Syracuse. Yeah, against the scored, Division one teams. I want to say they scored seven last week and then three against Virginia Tech. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're 10 points. Congrats to them and hit and doubled it. But I'm taking the under 45. I'm a little nervous about it because it could, okay. be, could be Willie Taggart's coming out party. I've been saying that for a few weeks, but may or may not ever happen. Uh, but – I just can't see NIU going down to Tallahassee and putting up many points. Um, and even if Florida State has a deep – I mean, this game's going to be like 24-10 or something. It's just going to be an ugly – just an ugly game. And um, NIU's got a premier defensive player in the country. So um, Sutton Smith, baby, my guy. Um, so that um, – I think we're in for a big-time Kansas letdown at Baylor. I think oh. – I think – I think Kansas is in for a letdown. Uh, Baylor's favored by a touchdown. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just Kansas football. I can't accept them being um, worth a shit. So, yeah. Um, I just think they're, you know, big emotional couple wins. Uh, finally, have won as favorites for a couple times in a row. And uh, yeah, they're going to go on the road to Baylor. And uh, it'll probably be a high scoring game. Uh, I think the over is 56. So, 
that might be an interesting play, but uh, definitely think they're in for a letdown. I love Georgia at Mizzou. Uh, George Mizzou is not going to be able to stop Georgia's offense. And mm-hmm. although Drew Locke's good, I, I fully believe that Georgia's defense can step up. Um, I think it'll be pretty close in the first half, and then Georgia's just going to pull away. Um, probably take the hook on that game, 13 and a half at like minus 120, I think would be a solid play. Um, and Lane Kiffin's going to get rocked this week at Central Florida. Oh. Yeah. That over is ridiculous. It's at 76 last I saw it. Lane is um, calling this the battle of the two premier programs in Florida. I mean, uh, I would agree last year. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would agree with them if they actually showed up against Oklahoma. Um, but that was disappointing. That was I, Central Florida's offense is just so nasty. I, I and Florida Atlantic's defense can't stop a nosebleed. So uh, that and then an over I really like is um, Washington State USC over fifty and a half. I think is pretty low. Um, I think Daniels might come to play this week, and we all I'm know also that on that. Mike Leach is pretty good. So uh, 50 points, I mean, 28-27, I mean, you're covering by five points there. 50 is not a lot. Um, the one game, I always got to throw them in there. Um, the Illini are not going to cover 27 and a half at home. McSorley is going to go in there and shit pump them. Uh, ride Penn State. Penn State murdered Kent State. Illinois squeaked by them at home by a touchdown. I think Penn State won by about 56 points. I think it was like 63 to 7. A lot of transitive um, property. I mean, a lot of transitive property. But, I mean, legitimately, though, Penn State, after that scare at home against Appalachian mm-hmm. State, in back-to-back weeks, they have won at, they've won at Pittsburgh by 45, and they won um, home uh, against Kent State, yeah. Home against Kent State by a billion points. So yeah. um, Illinois, tough loss against South Florida. I just don't see them competing in this game. Um, things are looking slightly improved. A tiny bit of reason to have a little bit of belief in Lovey, but McSorley is just the best player on that field by so much. It's ridiculous. So uh, the only way that game covers is if there's some sort of weather and it's just like piss rains down because if it's a – Nice sunny day uh, or night, Friday night game, tomorrow night or today, whenever this drops, that's uh, that's going to happen. Um, I've got the under in that game. Just, the under? Yeah. I think just it's trying to like make sure. As far as college football goes, um, hmm. what do you guys think? We can get everyone looped in on this one. What do we think about Herm Edwards plus 17 and a half? I don't trust Herm. I bet against I him last week, and that was that was easy money. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we're gonna beat. I I should have hit money line on San Diego State, but I don't know. I don't trust Herm. Yeah, I I don't know either. Herm Herm giveth, Herm taketh away. Uh, made yes. some good money when they uh, took down Michigan State, but like re- relying on him in that program week to week when like clearly we know. He doesn't even know much of what's going on there. I just no. it it scares devil, me a little bit. Don't, don't be talking about no devil. Yeah, <laughs> no. Knowing your mascot probably a good thing to know before you get hired. But what do I know? Yeah. I'm very much in on the Buffalo is my lock this week as well. Um, that's that's an interesting one. I think Michigan Michigan or damn. I know Nebraska's. What's Martinez's status? Because 17 and a half, if Martinez plays, that's in play for Nebraska. 
I don't know. But do we know if he's playing or not yet? Last well, I heard, he was questionable. So that's very helpful. That's helpful. <laughs> yeah, because 17 and a half is a lot if he plays because Michigan's offenses, you can never trust them. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I'm just kind of looking through everything. Um, Clemson on the road at Georgia Tech. Is, Love that. Yeah, and then what about West Virginia, Brian? Also love the Nears. Uh, minus 16 against Kansas State. Love that line. Clemson minus 17 at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech stinks. They stink. That line's 15 off. and a half. It's down. I, or 15, I, it's 15 now. I got it at 17. I, I'll bet it again. Love Double that. down. Love that move. Um. Virginia Tech, Old Dominion over 51. I think Virginia Tech gets there on their own. South Carolina, minus two and a half at Vandy. I watch Vandy live. I think Kyle Shermer's okay. I think South Carolina's got a good defense that'll cause problems. Notre Dame didn't really have a playmaker like Debo Samuel to stretch that defense. So I think that's where South Carolina's going to get their points. UConn, go ahead. I see a line I really like. Let's hear it. San Diego State minus 12 at home against Eastern Michigan. All right. I like I, that a lot. On Eastern the Aztecs? A weird team. I'm on the Aztecs. Yeah, wow. for sure. I mean, Eastern Michigan, yeah, they have that win against Purdue, but I mean, they got to fly all the way to San Diego State. And San Diego State's beaten some quality competition, and they hung in there for a bit with Stanford. So um, I think they just run it down their throat. I don't. I don't hate that play. Yeah. I am also on the UConn Syracuse under seventy six. That feels criminally high. I know UConn stinks, but Syracuse is not an offense that's going to drop sixty on a team. No. TCU I mean, minus three and a half at Texas. Any thoughts on the previous two games? I uh, took the TCU Texas under. I did not okay. bet on the line, but. These are two of the quote-unquote premier defenses in the Big 12, if such a thing can exist. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored there. Uh, I've got my guy, Mason Fine. I've talked about him for a few weeks. He lit up Arkansas last week. He's headed to Liberty as 13-point favorite. He wins this one by at least three touchdowns. Not betting the over. I, did, I made that mistake last week. That's 12 and a half, man. That's not – if you're right. I mean, keep, you're, keep them coming. I like hearing these lines drop. They are, man. Uh, Army and Oklahoma, I'm taking the over 63. I, Army can score. They've can got a really they? good quarterback. Against Oklahoma, can they? Yep. And Oklahoma is going to put up some monster points. So very excited about that one. Oklahoma State minus 14 against Texas Tech. Almost didn't take this one because it kind of feels like a letdown spot. But then I remember Texas Tech is essentially – when they play, they play with 10 guys on defense pretty much every play. That's how bad they are. They like to score, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it because as Fox and I have mentioned, this is actually a pretty decent Oklahoma State defense. Yeah, and I mean Texas Tech, after all, made Ole Miss look pretty dang good um, first week of the season. So I think, I think Oklahoma State will be okay there. The final two games I have in college football, this is going to be a weird one. Louisiana Tech plus 21 at LSU. I saw that line. They're both undefeated, aren't they? 
This the Louisiana Tech is always better than people think. They run like a very weird spread offense where it's a lot of screen passes, which typically doesn't bode well against a team like LSU, where they've got absolute studs at corner and safety that can make plays. However, this is the highest they've ever ridden on, in the Coach O era, and it feels like this is a letdown game. 21 points. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I think they win because – Heaven forbid. Yes, because even with as pedestrian as Joe Burrow has been, they're still 3-0 and with wins over Miami and Auburn. I think he improves a little bit, but I don't think it's enough to cover 21. And then Auburn, the aforementioned Auburn Tigers, I'm taking a minus 30 against Arkansas because I think Arkansas is the worst team that's not named Rutgers. No, power no, five. no, no. Oh, power five. I mean, Rutgers plays me American, so I mean. I That's true. Really um, to, actually, that reminds me, the worst matchup of the college football season is upon us this weekend. Does anyone have a guess of what this is? The two, in my opinion, the absolute worst teams in the country are playing each other. Texas two worst State, teams. UTSA? Nope. I have no idea. New Mexico State at UTEP, folks. Oh, yes. That is an all-time great. Hammer the guys, under on that. Do you guys want – are you interested in the uh, the line for this one? Yes. Uh, all right, here we go. As currently as currently situated, the Miners are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. I've won an under this year at 46, and it was Utah and Northern Illinois. So I feel – very confident in that under. New Mexico State's offense was so pathetic that first week against Wyoming. It was hard to watch. And and at least you didn't bet on them. <laughs> oh, wait. You did. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> uh, that's college football right there. Yeah, um, those teams any, any other games we missed? Any other notes you guys want to add before we hit a couple NFL games? It's interesting that Kentucky's a nine-point dog at home um, after they beat Florida. I think that's that one's a little interesting. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good game. Mississippi State is talented, obviously. Nick Fitzgerald is back. They've got a good defense. Kentucky is kind of a question mark. I feel like they really get up for that Florida game, and it's usually the heartbreak that leads into it, and then they just suck the rest of the year. It's kind of like uh, LSU and Coach O. They don't know what to do when they when they win these big games because they've just never done it before, and now we're just kind of waiting to see what happens. Yeah, right, like a dog chasing a car. Exactly. You finally catch it, now what? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the NFL. What an analogy. <laughs> the NFL. I am, I, am I the biggest sucker in the world? I'm going to ask this question. Buffalo plus 17 at Minnesota. Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, probably. You'd like Josh Allen way too much. I, it's not even Josh Allen. It's just I don't believe any professional football team should be disrespected that much that they are 17-point underdogs no are matter where they're playing. Do you see the Baltimore game? I well, did. more than 17 points. I did. That was Nathan Peterman, though. Oh, okay. There's – yeah, and and they, that team had Vontae Davis, who this is does not thing. have the will is, to win. Josh Allen, if, if you guys don't mind, I'll jump in here. I have very strong yeah. opinions on this game. Sixteen Let's and a half. It. You don't even have to buy the hook. It's at sixteen and a half right now. Now things could things are fluid. 
Um, the over-under is 40 and a half, which I think is very, very interesting because Buffalo is susceptible to giving up 40 in this game. No doubt in my mind. Um, so the thing here is Josh Allen, first start on the road, elite defense, ruckus atmosphere. They've looked like complete shit. McCoy's banged up. They can't even really alleviate the stress off him because, I mean, they're going to put eight in the box against Coy might not even all that stuff, uh, you know, or broken cartilage or whatever, however the hell you describe it. He's not even close to 100%. So all the weight's going to be on Josh Allen. They don't have good receivers. Um, Minnesota's got a great front seven, great secondary. Overall, great defense. And you know what? Kirk Cousins has looked pretty comfortable. Um, and they can beat you in a number of different ways. Dolphin Cook's a good option. You've got Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph in the passing game. Their old lines held up so far. And, uh, you know, a lot of Kirk Cousins' yards came after a uh, – as a Packer fan, I got to squeak it in after a bullshit. You got 140-something passing yards after that bullshit. Rule was made for your quarterback, just yeah. so you know. I know. If I know, not, I know. If he's not so fragile, this isn't in play. Yeah, but I don't Drink see milk. I don't see Buffalo scoring more than like ten points in this game. I, I that's fine. I just need Minnesota not to score more than twenty seven then. But they are. Buffalo's no, defense there's is no way. I okay. This is this is where I stand. I have a obviously we are firmly on opposite sides of this. I think Josh Allen has big playability. I think the Vikings secondary is susceptible to big plays, which we've seen with Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not saying that Josh Allen has Aaron Rodgers-type playmaking ability. I'm just saying he has an arm that can create situations where this defense can break down. If he has speaking, time. If he has time. Speaking of the defense, though, they are not as good as we expected them to be. Just plain and simple. They haven't looked that great. They can force turnovers, kind of, but not too much. The offense, Dalvin Cook has a hamstring injury. If he's not 100%, they're kind of in trouble. Jarek, I think it's McKinnon. Do they have McKinnon or do they have no, – uh, But also hurt. Yes, yes. They the, Whoever their backup, I cannot remember who it is for the life. Latavius Murray. There we go. Latavius Murray. Uh, he's good. He's not great. He's not a Dalvin Cook, you know, dy- dynamic back out of the backfield. I have a hard time seeing Minnesota blowing anyone out this year, even if it is the Bills. I think the Bills are the worst team in the NFL, plain and simple. I think they're the worst, but I do not think they are three scores worse than Minnesota. That's that's. I mean, that's as simple as it gets for me. I didn't bet either way on this game, but I mean, if anybody in the league is three scores worse than Minnesota, it's the Buffalo Bills. Even if you even if you upgrade the quarterback position, which I will grant you, Nathan Peterman to Josh Allen, everyone else on the field is still the same, and pretty much none of them have proved competent at playing above average professional football this year. It has been from from making the playoffs last year to this year, it's like falling off a cliff. Like it's it's been it's been so absurd and I mean, maybe Minnesota can't blow out teams, but they can, like, peak Wisconsin blowout teams where they will just completely shut you down. I was going to say, I can see a situation very easily where Buffalo only scores single digits, even with Josh Allen at the helm. 
Minnesota covers and the under still hits. Like that's still within the realm of possibility. And I mean, that's, that's what I would be expecting to happen. Yeah. I'm just, I'm willing to take the chance that Buffalo is, is in the uh, double digits. I find it hard in any NFL game to not take a team when they're double digit dogs. Brian, we've talked about sometimes intangibles giving you uh, that confidence to bet on something. The Buffalo bills are so bad. Did we already forget that someone thought this team was so bad that they retired at halftime? No, I mentioned that. <laughs> he, he didn't have the will to win. You're, you're cutting the weak from your herd. This is, this is a good thing, addition by subtraction. Okay, so I like it. Spin zone. Buffalo's out to show Vontae Davis that they are a competent team. They're going to go on a run. Yeah. They're going to go on a run. Some, give him some bulletin board material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Another game I've got is, Nick, I've got your Packers minus three at Washington. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has gone up against two of the best defenses in the NFL, and he is a dropped interception away from being 0-1-1. People forget that. But he Not is here. also a no roughing the passer call away from being 2-0. and So <laughs> there's very little – like difference between him, you know, he's played well is what I'm trying to say. It's not yeah. his play that is causing the issues. And even on one leg, he's been very good per usual. I don't think Washington's great in any sense of the word. This is going to be a significantly worse defense than they've played this season. The offensive line should be able to give him much more time. And I think the Packers easily win this one and cover the three points. Yeah. Um, Vegas is being a little too generous toward Washington's way because they're at home. And um, right now I believe they are the number one ranked defense. People forget that. Um, they played at Arizona week one, who's an absolute trash team. They're the in the best defense, just so you know. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Well, they played number uh, one ranked, yes. yeah. the Colts at home and the, um, then they were at Arizona week one. So, um, their numbers are a little – their defensive numbers are a little inflated as far as quality because uh, they haven't really played um, great opponents. They, they played a rusty Andrew Luck and fucking uh, Sam Bradford on – Sammy Sleeves. Sammy Sleeves. So, um, God, I think um, Green Bay's definitely susceptible to big play, and Alex Smith doesn't scare me in that sense. Um, so, I think that's very helpful. Um, you know, I don't think – they're going to get beat on many deep shots. I don't really know. Washington doesn't really have a threat at receiver that scares me all too much. Uh, I think Jordan Reed's a great weapon, and uh, they've got a legit running back. Um, but I think the Packers minus three here. Take the hook, two and a half. They're going to go in there. Um, they're going to have a good game. Uh, Aaron Jones comes back this week. He does. Um, three, three-headed monster at running back now with Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, and Aaron Jones. Um, They'll all oh, rush for less than – Munch Howard will this season. Yeah, so they're all gonna come. They're just gonna, they're just gonna grind those bitches down. They're just gonna bring a fresh guy in every time. Um, you all know, you have to do is open it up for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, their their job isn't to make big plays. It's just to carry the ball, not fumble, and then yeah. you know let Rodgers. I don't know if the they play. have. A, I don't know if they have a linebacker either that can really run with Jimmy Graham. Um, so. That's another factor. This could be a big. Packers don't have a quarterback though that'll throw to Jimmy Graham, so it's not well, like it they, matters. Well, they did, and then they wiped it out. They wiped out a. First of all, there should have been about a fifty-yard pass interference penalty in that game that you you even admitted was egregious. 
Yes, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And, and then, they, then they negated a 25-yard touchdown. on a, They hit Jimmy Graham, and then they hit him on a wheel route for about 35, 40 yards in that game too. So this is the week Jimmy Graham gets involved where he gets his Jermichael Finley on with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, as you can tell, I like the pack. Um, I like our corners this week too. Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson are going to play increased snaps. They both look very good. Uh, an athletic um, Kevin King's out and Devon house looked like trash. So they're going to play a uh, majority of the snaps, I think this week. And um, yeah, I think they're out to prove something after they kind of choked a big game away where they could have gotten some separation early in the division. So give me the pack, give me the hook two and a half, but I don't even think you need it, but just be safe. Fox thoughts. Yeah. Don't really have anything to contradict that. Uh, I mean, Washington did kind of look like world beaters out of the gates, uh, much like the Ravens, but like the Ravens, they're playing an absolute dumpster fire. So, I mean, do I think Alex Smith is going to be three points um, or within three points against Green Bay's defense and Aaron Rodgers will be against Washington's not even close. I think Green Bay's defense is fairly flying under the radar. Um, I think Mike yeah. Button is not a bad D coordinator at all. And I mean, the, the weapons on Green Bay's side of the field, again, compared to Washington, they, they don't. I mean, Alex Smith, not that he ever really did, but at this point in his career, especially without Matt Nagy, he's not really striking fear into anyone's hearts. Um, so I think this is one that the Packers will have a, a fairly drama-free uh, win this week. Yep. Um, I hit the San Francisco-Detroit over last week, so naturally I head back to the well and go with San Francisco. But I'm taking the under with 56 and a half. Patrick Mahomes has set the NFL on fire. Ten touchdown passes in two weeks. The offense is averaging 40 points a game. Tell me, Just tell me why I'm stupid. Fox, we'll start with you. Why am I dumb for taking this under? Or am I? Uh, you kind of cut out. What was the under set at? Yeah, 56 and a half. Um, yeah, because Kansas City is going to break 40 on their own. Um, okay. at, at least. At least. Um, so you are I mean, all in on the Patrick Mahomes train. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotta be drafted him in, uh, my dynasty league for this moment. Now it's, now it's real, but yeah, (laughs) just, just watching that game against Pittsburgh on Sunday, really both ways, but especially Kansas city, every time they got the ball, him, not only him, because he's obviously talented on his own. We saw a lot of shit like this at Texas tech, but him and that offense with all of those weapons around him, Tyreek Hill is just playing, make one guy miss and it's a touchdown like seemingly every time he touches the ball, and that's patently unfair. And there are three or four other guys who you can give the ball to and make plays. So throwing Patrick Mahomes in there with, I think, inarguably a much, much better arm than Alex Smith and more mobility, um, just terrifying uh, to, to even think about defending. He threw an absolute laser beam last week to Travis Kelsey, like right over the middle into double coverage. It was... It was Jay Cutler-esque. That's how good it was. I was going to say, it made me think of Jay. <laughs> that was a patented cutty throw that he would love to have. Nick, am I stupid for taking this bet? Tell me. The under? Yes. I wouldn't say you're stupid, but I wouldn't recommend it. How about All that? Right. Um, I appreciate that. Um, your feelings. <laughs> so the reason here is Patrick Mahomes, has, he's been so good that he has covered up one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, They gave up 28 to San Diego, or sorry, the LA Chargers, my apologies. 
Um, and they gave up 37, 37 to an injured Ben Roethlisberger led offense without Le'Veon Bell. So they give up a lot of points. Um, they're at home. This will actually, I believe, be his first home start, isn't it? Isn't this I think his, so? This is Mahomes' first home start. So little interesting tidbit there. Um, Jimmy G, their offensive line is a little injured. Um, the one thing is, I've said this in p- previous episodes, San Fran um, stalls in the red zone a little bit, which is going to be the one thing that might keep this under alive. But uh, I, I'm inclined to take the over here. Um, I think San Fran can hit 20. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I'd take the over. Uh, but I think it's going to be very, very close. I mean, I think a 31-28 game is very much in play here. Um, I think San Fran doesn't – yeah, I don't know if they really stand a chance against Mahomes, but I Kansas City has a very bad de- – I mean, Marcus Peters must be a real big asshole because they traded him and their defense isn't very good anymore. So I will say I think this is the comeback to home game. I think this is where everybody falls a little flat. It it feels like one of those situations, just a you know, a arrowhead, an arrowhead field, early afternoon on a Sunday, and we've got like a seventeen fourteen barn burner in the fourth. Mahomes doesn't like neither quarterback's really thrown very well. They haven't played particularly poorly, and and that's where we're at. That's what I'm hoping for, obviously, with this pick. That's what I foresee, but it also could very well be like fifty six forty nine. And I'm just sitting there thinking I am so fucking dumb. I was going to say, just to play devil's advocate, we could see positive regression on the other end. Shanahan's offense could finally put it all together and yep. just go off. So. Oh, yeah. The final two games that I have are New Orleans plus three at Atlanta. Again, Ooh. I'm betting against Atlanta. I still do not believe in Matt Ryan or this team. This feels like a must-win game. I wrote it in my blog at letmebefrankblog.com earlier tonight. So yesterday, if you're listening, it feels like a must-win for Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Like, they are in big trouble right now. If they lose this one, they'll be 0-2 in the division, 1-2 overall. Like, just not a good place to be this early in the season. Yes, it's early, but two games down in the division with just four to go, five to go, however many left. They won't win it, period. Is yeah, is you're, you're you're putting yourself in too deep a hole, Nick. I'll go to you. New Orleans plus three. Thoughts on Atlanta and the Saints? Oh, I I really like Atlanta. New Orleans defense. Uh, I don't Stinks. know what I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, we talked about how Green Bay could be this record or that record. I mean, New Orleans is a competent field goal kicker in Cleveland, away from potentially being zero two. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Fitz Magic tore it up. That's a guy that might come down to earth soon. I mean, just quite frankly, I don't care how good Fitzpatrick has been to start the year. You should not at the Superdome be in danger of losing to both the Bucks and the Saints to kick or the Browns, the Browns to, yeah. the Browns to kick off the year. Um, no Devontae Freeman, I believe, again for Atlanta. So Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot of touches. Um, hmm. Are you? Yeah, that's not a doubt. I, I like. <laughs> I think I just. I think I. I like Atlanta. Um, I really do. I, you know, I think uh, their offense looked good last week. Um, you know, they beat Carolina, who doesn't have a terrible defense, um, and they they look good. Um, you know, maybe this is the week Julio finally gets, uh, you know, 
finally comes alive in the red zone or something because he's you know he's going to have some mis- mismatches. Uh, so this might be a, from a fantasy play. Maybe this is finally the week Julio does something. Um, but obviously we're not like a fantasy show. Um, but yeah, I think Atlanta's got a better defense. They're at home. New Orleans is looking lethargic. Maybe they understand the urgency of this game and they come out um, pretty hot. But I just the confidence meter. I mean, Atlanta didn't play a bad game against uh, Philly. Like they didn't, you know. Obviously, they squandered a few opportunities in that game. They should have capitalized on. But they looked really good against Carolina. And New Orleans hasn't given me any reason to be confident in them. Um, I believe Drew Brees can put up some points in this game. Cam Newton was able to put up some points against them last week, but. Um, I just don't trust New Orleans defense until they show me a reason to trust them. So give me, give me New Orleans or give me fuck. I'm sorry. Give me at home. Give me Atlanta at home. Fox, are you with him or are you with me? Yeah, so Atlanta's been drawn. I'm, Jesus, I'm with, I'm with Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh Falcons minus three at home. The Saints basically had a moral loss last week. One of the in <laughs> recorded history. Um, but yeah, at home they they can't like not use. Julio in the red zone again, you would think, especially against a defense like the Saints that has been abused by the likes of Ryan Fitzpatrick. For all of his good qualities, he's still Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, That's true. I, I just I just fail to see how the, the Saints cover three points on the road going up against the Falcons, who got, I think, a, a very good win against the Panthers last week after playing the Eagles close at home on opening night. That's just always an extremely tough environment. Um, I mean, play calling obviously has sucked and has really hindered their development over the last you know couple seasons. But I think in this game, how bad the Saints have looked, we've got to go with the Falcons here. Final game is the aforementioned Fitzmagic against the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers. Pittsburgh is a mess. Le'Veon Bell still not there. Antonio Brown, God only knows what he's doing. Big Ben's hurt. The defense stinks. Again. And on the other side of the ball, you've got the MVP of the league through two weeks, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is just swagger through the roof, stealing Deshaun Jackson's clothes, hitting a press conference, looking like Conor McFucking Gregor out there. I'm going with Fitzmagic plus a point. Absolutely love the play. Might even double down on it. That's how confident I am. The Bucks defense looks good. They're making plays. Like at the end of the day, you can't discount the fact that they are just making plays. Yes, I know Fitz is due for a big, uh, you know, regression game, big back to how he normally plays type game, multiple interceptions. But where, like, has, has Pittsburgh's defense shown any bit of the ability to make a play this season? No. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to to me. For me, Fox, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is just so bad. Like, for as good as Mahomes is and how well he played last week, Pittsburgh's defense is old, it's lethargic, and just not the brand that they kind of built over the years yeah. um, of the Steel Curtain and even more recently than that. But, I mean, Fitzpatrick honestly has so many weapons – on offense, like Chris Godwin is your number three receiver. Yeah, that is that is disgustingly unfair. After everything he did at Penn State, kind of slow starting to his rookie season, but this year he's really taken off. And then of course you have Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, the burner. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Fitzpatrick has another good game. Maybe not 
the video game numbers he's been putting up so far. But I mean, I I would certainly expect the uh, the Bucks to get this win home the way they've been playing and just the absolute circus that the, the Steelers have turned into. Absolutely, Nick, you betting against the home dog here? This spread freaks me out. It, like it's just. It's really, it's really freaking me out. I don't know. I don't want to touch it at all. Um, I think um, I like the over in this game. I don't. Right. I think I'm going to go with the over uh, based on what everybody's saying. As much as Fitzmagic has looked great, um, Drew Brees tore him up week one. They still gave up 40 points um, week one, and then. Um, Last week, you know, they put up a good amount on offense, you know, 27 points. Um, you know, Carson Wentz is in that game. It might be even worse than giving up 21. So, uh, I mean, you're talking about a 28-27 type game. I think it's right on the money with the spread, um, you know, being that close. I, yeah, I think I want to – I even said last week I think Fitzmagic's going to regress against Philly because I think Philly actually has a quality defense. Um, that Philly team doesn't have any healthy, good wide receivers right now. So that's part of why that game was only at 21. But um, they've given up 61 points through two weeks. Um, Pittsburgh's still got a good offense with James Conner. So for as much as Pittsburgh's got a lot of warts on defense, uh, I think they still can put up some points. It's going to be good weather down in Florida. So I don't th- trust Pittsburgh's defense either. I'm looking at a I'm looking at a shootout. I really don't have an idea of who's going to win this game. Um, you just you keep thinking maybe this is the game Tampa regresses, but I feel like what you know Fox said they have so many weapons right now. Um, obviously, they don't really have a reliable running back, but yeah, I don't know. I like the over. I, this game's really weird because I could see Pittsburgh coming out and playing really well, and Fitzpatrick regressing a little bit, but I could also see um, things going really awry for. Um, I can see things going really, really awry for Pittsburgh too. So, yeah, give me the over. I'm not touching the spread personally. I actually do like the overplay there as well. That's all I've got. Fox, do you have anything else to add for the NFL? Uh, no, honestly, I hadn't even locked in all of those uh, yet. I'm only locked in the Falcons and Bucks so far. But like I was saying right before we started, uh, once the, the money starts rolling in from college football Saturday in the afternoon, I'll start <laughs> Reinvesting that on uh, some more NFL picks. Absolutely. Nick, what's our teaser for the weekend? What's our NFL teaser? Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right, guys. This one's really easy. All right. I already expressed how much I love Green Bay. They're in there. Um, Give me Chicago. Yes. Give me the Bears. Bears are back. We don't know who the hell is going to play at quarterback for Arizona, but I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. I think it's, it's going to be the Mike Lennon revenge game. Either – I think we can agree it's probably not going to be Bradford. So it's either going to be Mike Lennon or it's going to be Josh Rosen in his debut against a really stout defense. Uh, Vic, Fan, Vic Fangio is <laughs> going to throw him some exotic looks in his debut. And, uh, yeah, Bears are going to win that game. I think they cover anyway. But, I mean, you get them as a – Knock them down a little bit. Oh, if you get them as an underdog, it's a joke. Um, and then, um, fellas, I think uh, New England smokes in honor of Josh Gordon. They love it. <laughs> Detroit Lions is very piss poor uh, so far this year. Zero and two team looked very defeated against the Jets. 
you know, they made it a game late against the Niners, but uh, that defense looks absolutely abysmal. And um, Brady's got a little, got an extra. I'm, I'm sure Josh Gordon's not going to play a ton of snaps, but he'll get some looks. And the fact that he's on the field, you have to respect him as a threat, and that's going to open up stuff for everybody else. They don't, they don't have a tight end that can run with Gronk. Um, you know, Hogan's a good receiver. They're going to get the running backs involved. Um, yeah, they're going to carve up Matt Patricia. That's the other thing, Matt Patricia in that game. I think Belichick's going to a little bit of a run motivation. The score up. I don't know about run the score up. I'm sure there's a respect there, but uh, actually, who the fuck knows? You might, <laughs> who knows? But um, Detroit is a six and a half point dog. I, New England, I know it's cliche, but like you know, tough loss against Jacksonville, uh, Patricia thing. There's going to be a lot of motivation in this game, as blasé and lazy and cliche as it sounds. Uh, that's my teaser: Patriots, Bears, Packers. Love it. Fox, we appreciate you joining us. That is episode number five. Oh, and Philly. Carson Wentz. Philly. The Frank Reich return to Philly uh, is not going to go very well for Rusty Andrew Luck. And Wentz is back. And uh, I'm a firm believer in Philly this week. Sorry. No, you're good. Add Philly to the teaser. That's four teams right there. And we are good to go. Fox, thank you again for joining us. Look forward to having you back later in the year. And uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks for having me. Down south.